Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting Case Interview and Management Consulting Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about what it takes to become a McKinsey principal because um, in a previous episode, I spoke about becoming an equity partner and a principal is a non-equity partner. You're a partner, but because you don't have equity in the firm, you're not authorized legally to represent the firm in decisions. So for example, any contract the firm negotiates, if you're a principal, you can sign it, but it is not, you're not able to legally bind the firm. So if you sign sign a contract knowing that you cannot legally bind the firm and you sign it anyway and you don't have an equity partner co-sign the agreement for you you're going to be in a lot of trouble basically because you don't have the legal authority to do so so now obviously there are going to be situations where McKinsey will have certain sign-off levels whereby they'll say okay you're not legally authorized to sign for this but below the certain threshold the laws or the bylaws of the operating committee allows you to do so but by and large when it comes to client issues anything regarding to legal stuff and disclosures and so on equity partners are the only people who can sign those things off but this is legal let's talk about joining as a principal now the reason why this podcast is very interesting is because if you're joining at a senior level the odds of you joining at a director level while that's slim as in being impossible they're not that common I would say of the people we place in the McKinsey at a partnership level about one in ten are going to join as directors and the rest are going to join as not, not the rest I would say about so one in ten will join as director I would say about seven out of ten will join as principal and then two out of 10 would join as what is known as advisors or specialists. Advisors and specialists, not on any path towards a partnership. They are basically people that are helping the firm. And if you'd like, I could do a series about that or a podcast about that. So this is an interesting podcast because I'm going to talk about things that people don't normally talk about in terms of explaining how the director level works. And this is why people make mistakes, right? So the first thing you have to understand is the way a partnership is structured at McKinsey. And again, this applies to most elite firms. If you are interested in knowing much more about this topic, I would go to firmsconsulting.com. That's F-I-R-M-S c-o-n-s-u-l-t-i-n-g.com and look for the article called McKinsey Direct McKinsey uh, Principle and it talks there in a lot more detail about what I'm going to cover in this podcast and I'm going to boil it down in this podcast. Also if you sign up for free to receive updates from us you will receive sample advanced episodes it's a limited time offer sample advanced episodes on the content we make available to our most loyal subscribers called insiders that includes content where we lay out the journey in terms of how to become a partner and so on. So let's talk about how a partnership is structured here because that's important. This partnership is essentially remuneration structure. People will tell you partners come together due to their values and so on. That's true. But partnership as is an incentivization structure. A group of people who know how to go to clients in a certain sectors and do a certain kind of work decide that they're going to pool their capabilities together and work together. Now, I, the example I've used often, including with McKinsey people, and if you speak to, well, they won't admit this, but partners will know this analogy makes sense, is that it's arranged a little bit like a mob. But I'm only referring to this, the organizational structure. I'm not referring to the unsavory, illegal parts in any way whatsoever. I'm not making any implicit, explicit, subliminal comparisons here. They're not similar. They're not even in the same planet. All I'm referring to is the organizational structure, right? And what I mean by this is that the mafia, the mob, is made up of different families controlling different parts of the trade, different regions of a city, and so on. They agree to work together, pool resources versus fighting each 
each number because versus fighting each other because they think by working as a unit and specializing and focusing on their areas they can do a lot better right they transfer best practices they transfer skills they collaborate but they remain distinctive they are different families even though they may look and act similar now even though this may seem like an absurd analogy think about it this way the mckinsey spain partnership is a different family of partners. If you wanted to join McKinsey in Madrid, the McKinsey partner in Chicago is going to help you to 0% in doing that. He can't do anything. He has no control over the McKinsey Madrid partnership. It's run by a different AKA family of partners. The McKinsey Rome and Milan partnerships are the same. So if you think about it, it's absolutely true that a partnership is a group of people, AKA families that choose to work together, but they control their areas. I can tell you right now, even McKinsey New York can't get you into McKinsey San Francisco it's a different partnership it's a different family they are part of the same legal structure but the operating rules are different mainly because different people are responsible for making decisions in different parts of the world that's all I'm referring to here now here's the thing you've got to understand to let's make it more direct to become a partner in McKinsey Spain to McKinsey Madrid you have to join the McKinsey organization in Madrid that should be very obvious, right? So you need to join the McKinsey family in Madrid. Then that family is going to train you, develop you, mentor you. And when they think you are ready and they think that you, that you are contributing to the McKinsey Madrid practice, they are going to nominate you to join the overall partnership. So McKinsey Madrid is going to nominate you and they're going to present you to the other partners. And the other partners are basically going to ask McKinsey Madrid that, okay, the work looks good, but are you sure that this person can uphold the values of the firm and maintain the book of business because you know them well? And unless McKinsey Madrid, whoever is the senior partner or senior partners there says, yes, you did in the water. And that's how all partnerships are structured. It's a group of families. In a legal firm, it may be one family is responsible for cross-border M&A. Another family is responsible for litigation. And I don't mean families as in by blood. I mean that they work together. They understand each other. They control that part of the business. So here's the thing you have to understand. When you join McKinsey as an associate or business analyst, you are joining McKinsey, the overall firm, and not just one part of McKinsey. When you join McKinsey as an analyst or undergraduate or as an associate and so on, or as a senior analyst, as some parts of the world call them, you're not joining a family. There's no family, there's no practice that has to vouch for you and say, you know, McKinsey's strategy in Chicago is not going to say, I'm vouching for this person, bring them in. No. If a partner backs you, he's not backing you on part uh, on behalf of his practice or his group of business within the firm. He's essentially saying, I'm backing this person because I think they'll be good for McKinsey. So when you join McKinsey, you join McKinsey worldwide. But as soon as you join McKinsey, when you get onto your first project, you are effectively auditioning to join one of those families within McKinsey. Now, one of those families and synonym for them is a smaller consulting firm. Each partner is running his own consulting business within McKinsey. Now, if you are an insider, go to rebuilding a consulting practice, go to partnership memoir, go to how to sell when facing discrimination and go to how to become a partner first time ever revealed, which Kevin hosts as well. There we cover the issues around partnership. And if you're not an insider, that's okay. If you go to our website and you opt in or you register for free, we'll, we'll send you for a limited time offer some of our advanced content that, it, that gives you some sneak previews. When I say sneak previews, I mean the overall episode of some of these programs so you can see the way we teach these things and you can get a, a broader rounding out of these issues. So when you join McKinsey and you get onto your first project, you're effectively auditioning to join one of these families, aka many consulting practices, because effectively, the reason why that's true is because when you join 
join a project, you want a partner to like you so much that he's always going to be putting you on his projects. I mean, he's always putting you on his projects is indoctrinating you or integrating you into his book of business or his family, right? So, you know, and an example there that if you join your first engagement as an associate as a pricing study for a tech company, well, let's let me re- let me re- say that it doesn't sound right. Let's just your first engagement as an associate is a pricing study for a tech company. Now, that overall engagement, even though you may never see the guy much, is headed up by a senior partner who manages the relationship with the tech company. If you do well as an associate, the senior partner's team is going to be so happy with you that even though the senior partner may not know what you're doing, his team is going to continuously recommend you to be put onto their studies because one, you're helping them preserve the relationship by doing good work and you're helping them protect their revenue stream by doing good work. And you may even be helping them increase the size of the revenue stream by doing good work. So they naturally, that little consulting firm, that little book of business, that little mafia family within McKinsey wants you to stay with them and develop you to the engagement manager level and so on. And of course, if you keep doing well, they see you as protecting their business and they keep promoting you. So what you have to understand here, if you want to become a McKinsey principal, if you want to be promoted through the ranks, even though the firm is never going to talk about it, and partners, whether it's McKinsey or BCG or Ben, they're not allowed to talk about it because it's not part of their culture. You've got to understand your role at each level relative to how you protect the revenue the senior partner is bringing in. Because at any time, if you hurt the senior partner's ability to bring in revenue, he's going to drop you. So business analyst level, don't rock the boat, do your work. At an associate level, you're helping the engagement manager protect the revenue stream because effectively the engagement manager is running the study. At the engagement manager level, you are coordinating different teams to deliver the work to protect the revenue stream. At the associate principal level, you manage some middle level parts of the relationship to protect the revenue stream and free up the client's time. At the non-equity partner level, what this program is about, you've got to find ways to grow the existing revenue stream at one or more existing clients within the senior partner's consulting practice and or find new revenue streams at one or more existing clients within the senior partner's consulting practice. At the director level, you are managing a part of a relationship or the overall relationship but you are ultimately accountable for either the overall revenue stream for a client or a portion of the revenue stream. Now, the reason why this matters is because you need to understand that a McKinsey principal is not nominated by McKinsey. That's a big mistake people make. You see it in the press and so on saying that McKinsey nominated so many principals or partners or whatever it is. McKinsey doesn't nominate anyone. A McKinsey family, a McKinsey practice like McKinsey Madrid is going to nominate you as a principal. And then the McKinsey Partnership Committee, whatever they now call the committee looking at principals, their job is to then select the people and approve the people nominated to them. Now, this is the part people need to understand because what you think, what many people assume is going to happen is that they mess up their relationship with with a practice. They don't help a senior partner build his practice, but they think that somehow someone in McKinsey is going to pick them up and say, you know what? You weren't able to integrate into the firm. You didn't help a partner grow his business, but even though you wouldn't do any of the things that are signals that you can be a good partner, we're going to ignore all of that. And as the partnership nominating committee, we're going to nominate you for the partnership. That's illogical. It can't work that way. So what you have to do here is you have to understand that to become a McKinsey partner, whether it's principal or director, but most likely mostly principal because that's what this podcast is about, is you have to fit in and integrate into some family or practice so that a senior partner believes that making you an associate principal or principal is going to be good for his business. It's going to help him build his business because if it's not going to help him build his business, he's not going to nominate you. So he's going to look at you and say, you know what? I serve oil companies and there's a lot of turnover 
turnarounds going in oil and gas and this person leslie is a turnaround specialist i'm going to promote her to principal because i think she can help me in the long term the first thing the partner has to do before he promotes leslie is to make sure that his existing team wants to work with leslie because if existing team doesn't if his existing team does not respect and want to work with leslie there's going to be a problem it's going to be a problem because the senior partner doesn't do the work his team does the work and if he promotes in someone into his team that fractures his team or causes parts of his team to lose interest lose motivation or heaven forbid leave his team or leave the firm it damages his book of business so this is an important point because you see this a lot in, in newspapers whereby they say consulting firms must hire more females and minorities and then they say something like senior partners must work with them to bring them in here's the problem it's not the senior partner that's going to matter the senior partner can bring them in but if his team doesn't accept then you have a problem what those newspapers should be looking at is how does that level below the senior partner work better with females and minorities if the team likes the person and thinks that hey you know Leslie's going to bring a lot to the table we can work with her then the partner will put forward a nomination and promoter and defender go to the partnership committee the partnership committee can only nominate can only review what the partner puts forward and some of their own checks but their own checks cannot obviously compensate for the feedback of the team and the partner that works day to day with Leslie. So ultimately, McKinsey did not nominate Leslie as a principal. McKinsey selected Leslie as a principal that was nominated to them. Now, some other common mistakes people make when they want to become a principal. They try to spend a lot of time with the partner. Let me tell you something. When I was a partner and someone wants to spend a lot of time with me, it's a bit annoying. I want people that I don't have to spend time with because I don't have to watch them, I don't have to coach them, I don't have to guide them. The The most valuable people to me are people who don't need to spend time with me because I can trust them to go out there and do things and represent me. If someone is only valuable because they're spending time with me, that's a burden. I want someone who can duplicate myself. I want to be able to duplicate myself in people. I want to be able to split myself up so that I can serve more than one client, more than two, more than three, more than four, more than five. If I at the height, I was managing I think six, five to six, maybe seven. I can't remember the exact details. Engagements at once. I need seven groups of people that are. Are not going to be with me all the time but i can trust can do things so people always say i want to be part of his core team always working and traveling with me if you're part of my core team you're not always traveling with me because part of my core team means that i trust you enough to be far away from me working with my client so that i don't have to be with that client and i can deal with other issues of potentially new clients right i also don't want someone who wants to spend so much time with me because they want to learn from me I understand you want to learn from me but again you're not valuable if you spend all your time with me right I also don't want someone who's going out there and generating sales in such a way maybe generating sales we don't want generating sales in the wrong way selling things we don't need only because they're trying to notch up a sale if you think about this in terms of a mini practice or a family you have to do what's good for the family and sometimes doing what's good for the family means generating no new sales but protecting the revenue we have already in a lot of principles to be make this mistake they go out there trying to generate sales but again they've not understood the concept of joining a family or joining a mini practice so they generate a sale which is nice but they've never ever done anything useful for a senior partner's practice within the firm so when it comes down to comes to time to talk about promotions into you know a principal because they've never integrated into a practice even though they've got a sale nobody's going to back them for a promotion you only sell if it suits the family you belong to otherwise you don't do it again 
Again, publishing articles, a very big mistake. Again, publishing articles should only be done if it's part of the strategy of your family, aka team. Otherwise, don't do it. Now, if you look at this advice, it's very different from what people think is required to become a McKinsey principal or a BCG principal. But if you think about it even a little bit more, you realize it's completely logical. And this is the one of the reasons people struggle either from within the firm to be promoted into principal or to make a lateral hire into becoming a principal. Because they forget at a principal level, you're not joining McKinsey, you're joining a practice who is then going to be your home and they're going to nominate you further either as a principal or as a director. If you found this useful, but most likely you're going to have more questions because there's not a lot of places where you can learn about joining as a partner or a principal. What I'd recommend is that in the comments for iTunes, post a note about what you liked about the podcast so we know what to keep doing. But if you have a question, post it there and we'll put out another podcast answering that question. Take care and I'll see you soon.